Well, good morning. Good morning. Certainly a pleasure to be here with you on this day. And we'll jump right into our lesson here today coming from Philippians, the third chapter, verses 8 through 11. 8 through 11. Anybody glad to be here today? Finding ourselves amongst the living here today by God's grace and mercy. Coming from Philippians, the third chapter. And when you find that, if your health allows you to, let us stand in reverence unto the reading of God's holy word. Philippians chapter 3, beginning at verse 8. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Thank you, and you may be seated. And our message today is that you may know him, that you may know him. And we're reading today from the New King James Version. Let us bow our heads. Dear Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we just thank you for the opportunity to gather and assemble here as your children. And now, Lord, I ask that you speak a, a plain, direct, and simple word from me, being guided by your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, lead me and guide me through this message, cause me not to speak from my flesh. And we ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. As we go to our message here in Philippians, the third chapter, and I left off last week over at the Donaldson campus from Galatians, the fifth chapter. Galatians, the fifth chapter. And I just want to pick up there as we start today. This is where I left off, Galatians, the fifth chapter, Verse 1, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. And I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to keep the whole law. You have become estranged from Christ, you who attempt 
to be justified by law, you have fallen from grace. For we through the Spirit eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. So as we go back to Philippians, the third chapter, we keep in mind that we are free. By God's grace and mercy, we are free. Moses brought us the law, but Jesus Christ brought us grace and truth. And as we pick up here in our message today, beginning there at verse 11, after Paul had went on and on about being the Hebrew of Hebrews, the, concerning the law, the a Pharisee, all of these things about himself, concerning his heritage, his stature in the community, that all of these things were counted loss for Christ. And now we pick up here in verse 8, yet indeed I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish. All of these things within the law, all of these things of accomplishment of self, which is simply self-righteousness, was now counted as rubbish, as waste. It meant nothing. Everything was pointed toward Christ Jesus. Tozer wrote, it is not Christ plus other things. Christ is enough. And this is what Paul is talking about here, that Christ is enough. All of those things in the past merely meant nothing at this stage in his life. that I may gain Christ. It's a process of loss and gain. We have to lose some things in order to truly gain Christ in our lives. We have to let go of some things in our lives. Have to let go of the things that are just pertaining to self position, status, wealth. If we're putting more importance on it than Christ as our Lord and Savior, we need to let it go. He now counted all these things rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law. That's where he had gotten all of his self-righteousness. It stemmed from the law. Keeping the letter of the law. It's so important as we go out and start in this message today that we realize that we're free. Are you free today or are you under the bondage still of the law? 
Have you embraced your freedom in Christ? And be found in him. Not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. And when we look at this, we, we think about from Ephesians, the fourth chapter. If we'll just turn briefly to Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Picking up in verse 15. It's all about being a part of the body of Christ, growing up in him. Growing up into the Godhead, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So growing up in Christ, being a part of the body of Christ, being found in him, which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. So we got to let go of that self-righteousness that comes from the law and embrace the faith in Jesus Christ, which is where now we find our righteousness. Because self-righteousness, the Bible says, is like filthy rags. And we don't want that kind of righteousness. We want the righteousness which is in Christ Jesus. So in order to obtain this, we got to let go of some things. We got to stop holding on to our self-righteous rituals and things that we're going through. Still looking back to the law. You know, as Paul had started the different churches within the early stages of the church as we know it today, there were always those Judaizers coming by and trying to keep the law going, putting the law ahead of Christ. It's all about his grace and his mercy. And we're getting ready to get to the part now where it's all about him. It's all about Jesus Christ. This sacrament is all about him. His body that was broken for you and for me. We're supposed to do this in remembrance of him. The drink which was shed, his blood for you and for me. This also we do in remembrance of him. that I may know him. See, Paul was, Paul was working some things out in his life, 
Keep in mind that he was a prisoner. And about two years from this point, Paul would be dead. Paul was sending information to the church at Philippi that was important for them. But he was also working out his own salvation with fear and trembling that he talked about in the second chapter of Philippians. This chapter takes a turn right here. He's now focusing things upon himself. Paul's working out some things within him that you may know him today, that I may know him today. I've got to let go of some things. You have to let go of some things. It's a continual process. None of us have arrived yet. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I'm so thankful for his grace and his mercy. But he says that I may know him. To let go of that self-righteousness through the law and now embrace the righteousness of Jesus Christ through faith in him. That's all it takes is faith in Jesus Christ that I may know him. To perceive, to be sure of, to understand Jesus. Let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus. A lot of times we got to let ourselves go and let his mind be in us to be sure of, to understand this mind, this man, our God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, the power the power of his resurrection, the miraculous power that raised Jesus from the dead. It was a miracle in itself. Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, a return to life. His resurrection. He was dead, but he returned to life. His resurrection. And this same power that caused him to get up from the dead, this same power we can receive as well. This same wonder working power that causes us to be born again. If we'll look just for a moment at Romans, the eighth chapter. Romans, the eighth chapter, in verse 11. It reads, But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ 
from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Our mortal bodies, these bodies that we are in right here today. He quickens them through his spirit that is in us. When we partake of the sacrament, do we really and truly see that as his body? When we drink of the wine or of the drink, do we see that as his blood? It is a symbol, it is symbolic of the body of Jesus Christ. And there is healing in the sacrament. A lot of times we just go forth with illness and sickness in our bodies. There's healing in the sacrament. That same wonder-working power that caused Jesus to get up, it will quicken our mortal bodies. Each time, that we eat of the bread and drink of the cup, we proclaim his death until he comes. We proclaim that he died upon the cross for you and for me, but also that he sits on the right hand of the Father in the heavens. He that shall come will come. As we go back to Philippians, as we begin to wrap up our message that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings fellowship to share to partake of we are to share in his suffering it's a communion, holding in common, participation, communicating. You don't have to turn there, I'll just read it for you. Galatians 2 and 20. I have been crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves me. And he gave himself for us. Do not set aside I do not set aside the grace of God. It's so important that we embrace his grace and not just be set on the letter of the law. His grace dominates the letter of the law. I do not set aside the grace of God for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. Righteousness does not come through 
the law or the flesh. Righteousness comes through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. As we go back to Philippians, and the fellowship of his sufferings. Do we realize that by his stripes, we are healed? By his stripes, we are healed. A lot of times we look over the suffering, the suffering part of being a part of walking with Christ. Bible says they that suffer with Christ shall one day reign with Christ. Being conformed to his death. And you know, as I studied this and I really hadn't seen this before and being conformed to his death, similar in nature, conform, being consistent with his death. Death is used in the Greek in this particular instance with the Greek word zoe, which represents life and blessedness. A lot of times we see the word death and it's just doom and despair. But it's used in this particular instance to point out life and blessedness. Although his death upon the cross was such a gruesome, it was a gruesome act. But it represents the life and blessedness within him. It represented everlasting life. It represented paradise for those who would believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we are to conform to his death. Conform meaning that we have the confidence that absent from the body, present with the Lord. It's appointed to all men to die once and then comes the judgment. The believers in Christ aren't worried about judgment. We already have the confidence knowing that we shall be with him. I don't know about you, but that's a great expectation. That's a great reality for me, is anybody else happy about that? That it's already done. That when they nailed him to the cross, it was already done. That when they nailed him to the cross, they, they nailed the law. They nailed the law. All these written things and requirements, it was nailed to the cross. His grace is sufficient for you and for me. 
that you may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. If by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. If by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Once again, Paul working out his own salvation with fear and trembling. And some of those next verses then will now come those words of encouragement. Pressing toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. A few weeks ago, I talked about in sports coming up about how we had to touch the line. Paul is encouraging us to touch the line. I'm encouraging you, touch the line. And you know, a lot of times when we would be in practice in different sports coming up, we would have some guys, they wouldn't touch the line. And boy, we would be on them. Everybody yelling at them, touch the line. Encouraging. And that's what we have to do with each other. Touch the line. Finish the course that God has set before you. Run this race with patience, casting aside every weight and sin that so easily besets us so that one day all of us can stand before the Lord and hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things and now I'll make you ruler over many. The Lord Jesus Christ. He is our Lord. He is our master. He is our savior. That I may know him. That today you may know him in his fullness. And that all of us will be found in him. And as I get ready to close, Paul said, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let us bow our heads. Dear Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for this time together. Lord, we thank you for our church. Lord, I just ask a special blessing upon each and every individual who is here today, let us know that we have liberty in you, that we are no longer slaves to bondage of the law, but that we are not to abuse your grace, your mercy. Lord Jesus, we're so thankful that you came and walked the earth as a man, God incarnate. And Lord, we just thank you that 
as you hung upon the cross and you could have called on the angels that you just, you stayed right there. And now, Lord, as we prepare to partake of your supper, cause us to clear our minds and to, to focus on what it really means that we may know you and the power of your resurrection. Lord, we love you, give you praise, give you honor and glory. I ask this prayer in Jesus' name, amen.